Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Resiliency and Running Podcast. My name is Liz and I will be your host. I'm so excited because this is going to be the third time doing this end of year wrapped really of 22 things that I learned in 2022. So just sit back and relax. We'll just jump right into the episode. All right. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. I am very excited for this episode because if you've been listening to the podcast since I first started it in August, 2020, you'll know that I do this at the end of every year. So I've done 20 things I learned in 2020, as well as 21 things I learned in 2021. So this is going to be 22 things I learned in 2022. I'm not going to lie. I have just come up with these in like the last 20 minutes. I'm not a massive resolution person. I feel like I have have like a lot of really big kind of long-term goals, but I think it's hard to kind of minimize it to a year. I've done my best and a lot of them I think kind of like correlate with like into like a group really because they all have to do with each other. So bear with me. But if you want to listen to any of the other previous episodes, I'll have them linked in the show notes. But otherwise, let's just jump into these. We're going to skip the highs and lows this week because as you guys know, I'm pre-recording these episodes before I go down to the coast with Jack for the holidays. And so by the time I get back to my microphone after the holidays, it will be 2023, which is nuts. So when you're listening to this, know that I'm recording this in middle of December in 2022. So almost like I'm recording in the past, but really this is for future. I'm going to stop talking and we're just going to jump into these. So of course, we're going to start with a lot of more running focus goals. And in one of my previous episodes, I shared about how I officially have a coach and I was saying for a while that I really wanted to get a coach. So I'm very excited to have more just tailored training plans to me and my body and my own, you know, just ability as an athlete. And so I'm really excited, but I definitely have one of my biggest goals that I've been trying to hit for a while now is to run a sub four marathon. So that's number one. I know that I'm capable of it, especially with the paces that I've been running recently. And so I know that I 100% can do it. I think it's really just a means of working closely with a coach and really figuring out and trying to strategically work out how to run that marathon. Because I think for me, with my five marathons that I've been running up until now, I kind of just wing it really. And I feel like I see the people at marathons that have like these times written out on their hands and their arms. And I know what they're doing, but like, that's just, it's never, occurred to me. It's never been an idea for me. I don't know why. Cause I think I always go into marathons just like, I'm going to enjoy this because I've been training for so long. But I think in order to hit some of these goals that I really want to hit, like, you know, I do want to hit a sub four marathon. I know that I can, but like my bigger goal long-term is to get a Boston qualifying time, run Boston, run New York. You guys know that I want to run all six of the Abbott world majors. So a lot of work to be put in, but I'm really excited because yeah, just really excited to like share that journey of what it's like, you know, having a coach and working towards those goals a little more seriously. The next few are still going to be running related because this is a running podcast. So we'll get the running ones out of the way. Number two, run a sub 20 5k. So at the moment, my PR is 2306. That was in pouring rain and 
terrible torrential winds. So I know that I am definitely capable of running a much better 5k. I definitely also like went out too fast at this 5k and that was like the only 5k that I've ever raced. So I definitely want to get into racing more 5ks because I think I've heard a lot about how it really helps with your overall sort of pace with like longer distance running if you focus on some of the shorter distances. And so that's something that I would really like to work on. So that's number two. Number three, run a sub 45 10k so that's also another just running goal at the moment my pr is somewhere it's so yeah 47 38 and i definitely again think that i can definitely push through just a few more minutes to get under 45 minutes my next goal does not have to do with a half marathon i know that a lot of you are probably guessing that but i think i want to definitely see how my half marathon goes this weekend and then maybe talk about that with my coach in the longer scheme of things if that's going to be something that i work in in terms of goals but number four is actually to run three marathons next year because I ran three marathons this year and I loved it. The only thing is I would love to space them out more, I think, because as many, if you have run a marathon, you probably know what the post-marathon blues feel like. And so at the moment, I have Manchester planned for the spring I've already shared. The big drum roll moment of this episode is going to be that I got into the Chicago marathon. I haven't like openly shared that on the podcast yet, but I did get in through the ballot place. So I'm really, really excited that's going to be my fall marathon. I'm definitely deciding between a few marathons for the winter, but I think I definitely want to do three because I really love doing more than two, I think, because the year before that I did two marathons or no, the year before that I did one marathon. So I'm just jumping the gun, but we'll see what happens and we'll see what coach says. Number five, once I'm up and running again, because at the moment I still have my sprained ankle, I would like to increase my strength training to twice a week rather than just once. And I think when I say strength training, maybe I mean more so like cross training, because I think in this two week period of having a sprained ankle, I've really sort of discovered other ways of exercising obviously with like you know strength training yes but also swimming cycling and so many other things and so number six is actually kind of a follow-up to that and to and it, it's to incorporate more styles of cross training so not just strength training maybe start taking classes of some sort trying to incorporate more swimming cycling etc so we'll see but I definitely really like the feeling of mixing up my workouts and having days that are not just just dedicated to running, so I'm hoping to incorporate that more. I'm also, for number seven, would like to implement mobility exercises into my weekly schedule as I'm turning 27 next year. I know for a lot of you, you're going to be like, that's not old at all. And I can't believe you're even saying that you're old or alluding to the fact that you're getting older. But I think just at least with like the most recent injury, I definitely want to start incorporating more mobility work and just work to make sure that things like my ankle that I have injured multiple times before, I do continue to work on and make sure that I am doing those mobility workouts and doing the ankle strengthening exercises and just making sure that I'm making that a regular part of my week just because I hate being injured and I have learned my lesson and I'm ready to not be injured. Number eight is actually nothing running related. So this is actually to start making a dent and paying back my student loans. I have not spoken a ton about finance before. I think I've had one episode where I had someone on to talk about finance very early on in the podcast, but I am someone who does do my budget 
budgeting on a monthly basis and has sort of worked my way through a few jobs here in London. And I think I'm at a place now where I really feel like financially secure and like I'd really like to start making big dents in paying back my student loans because I think that that would just be such a great sort of umbrella to get rid of that kind of hangs over my head and that has been hanging over my head for the past few years. I'm sure that a lot of you can relate to that, unfortunately, but yeah, I'm just hoping to start making some of those bigger adult decisions and moves in terms of just financial freedom. Number nine, I would like to start meal prepping more and I do cook and bake somewhat at the moment. I think I've definitely increased that more this year and I think that that was something I definitely wanted to do when I moved in with Jack and I think once we have our issue at the moment is that we don't have a fridge that's big enough and I think for me ideally if I am going into the office I wish that I just had stuff like meal prepped so that I could just grab it and go out the door because more often times than not I'm like grabbing snacks but I'm not grabbing like full-on meals and like don't get me wrong sometimes I do just snack at lunch but I find that in the office I tend to be like way more hungrier. So I think once Jack and I move in somewhere that has like a bigger fridge, we, I definitely want to start meal prepping more and just make that more of like a priority. I think in general, we would really like to have just a place with more space and like be able to like go to Costco and like buy a bunch of stuff so that we can just like have that like stocked up in the fridge. But at the moment we just like We have a decent fridge and freezer, but nowhere near like how much Jack and I eat on a weekly basis, I think. Number 10 is to get a dog with Jack. So we're actually going, we moved in almost a year ago. It's March of this year. So we're coming up on a year of living together, which is crazy, but a big thing that both of us have always wanted is to get a dog. And I think because both of us mostly work from home, it would work out really well. And so at the moment we actually are looking at flats. And so it's really exciting. And we are keeping that in mind that like we would like a dog. So we're thinking about that when we look at like space and parks nearby and stuff like that. But I think because both of us really wanted dogs as kids, but never got to have a dog growing up, it's like a big childhood dream moment for us. And so I'm really excited. And he's really excited and like every time we pass a dog on the street he he just falls in love and loves it so I think we're both just very excited to have a third member of the household which is yeah a dog um number 11 is a very cheesy one and I think I probably put this down every year but it's just to drink more water and I honestly suck at drinking water and I feel like I get reminded of this so much whenever I am hanging out with my brother in particular so I have two siblings both younger than me and my younger brother is like is just drinks like immense amounts of water if you ever met him you would know and he is just like if you're a waiter you're he's like your worst nightmare in terms of like he's finishing that water jug before we even order and it's just I mean it's hilarious but also like I so envy like how hydrated he likely is and I think especially as a runner that's something that I am not so great at until like I feel super dehydrated and that's typically like after a long run so I want to just incorporate like and prioritize hydration more if that makes sense because I do see a lot of runners morning routines consisting of taking like electrolyte tablets first thing rather than after the run and I think that that's that may also be my issue but I think in general I just need to drink more water because at the moment it's just coffees and teas and juice so we need to change that number 12 is to work on my sleep schedule so 
At the moment, I'd say that I'm averaging about five to, no, six to seven hours, which doesn't sound terrible, but for someone who has, I have like very successfully built this habit of waking up around 5.36 every morning without fail. So much to the point that I really suck at sleeping in. So that sucks for weekends, but great for the week. And I think I just struggle a bit in terms of like getting myself to bed at a decent hour the night before. And I really want to start prioritizing that. And I know that loads of people talk about like, you know, turning your phone off or like, you know, having an hour of the day that you basically just put your phone down for the evening. And people recommend like reading books and stuff to help you get to sleep. I don't think it's, my issue isn't getting to sleep. It's just that I don't go to bed, like physically walk to the bedroom to get into bed until very late. And so I think I just want to try and prioritize that more because otherwise you'll just catch me drinking multiple coffees throughout the day the next day. So (laughs) next is to eat less meat. And I think I'm just, this is also, it feels very cheesy and like very like veganuary, but I think I I actually have always really liked different like meat-free options and I, fun fact, was like vegetarian for three years, I think, when like in high school and was like raw vegan hardcore for six months, which was crazy. I went through a lot of different like diet fads and things, but I really liked being a veggie just because I, I don't know, I don't, I've never really like loved things like steak or pork and I don't love red meat. So it's never really appealed to me in the sense that it may for some others. And so I think I want to just try and eat more meat. But I think that my issue with that is that I find that I don't really know how to like make different meals. So I might try and like buy more cookbooks or, you know, search for more recipes online. I think that's my other issue is just that Jack and I stick to like the same five meals during the week. And so maybe just to kind of broaden our sort of culinary plate, if that's the right word. But yeah, I think I just, I always feel a lot lighter and a lot better as well when I don't eat meat. So yeah, we'll see how that goes. Number 14, learn how to drive. And there's, there's maybe in parentheses because it's a big maybe, but it's actually something that Jack and I um, have talked about that he may kind of start to help me learn how to drive here in the UK, which is something that I never, ever, ever thought I would do. Like being an American coming from the States where we literally drive and on the opposite side of the road and sit on the opposite side of the car. But I think because Jack owns a car and like I'm frequently in the car with him going places, I've like watched him obviously drive and like do the different maneuvers and some of it is wild. I don't know how it operates here, but I think at the same time, I definitely have learned a lot. And I think just like from like watching, I've kind of gained a bit a bit of knowledge. I'm not gonna say a lot because I think that I would still be incredibly worried about driving here. But I think it would be super ideal in the sense that like, I think as Jack and I maybe start to like eventually move out of the city and, you know, move to a more residential area where you don't have like the tube to rely on, for example, it'd be ideal just to like have one of us that can drive in case like, you know, one of us is at work late or something in the city. But that's something that it has been on my radar Also because my Washington driver's license is expiring very soon and I don't really know if I should renew it. Message me, DM me, because I don't know the logistics of this because otherwise I don't really technically have an ID other than my passport. But I'm kind of going on a tangent here, but I just feel a little bit like torn in the sense that like I live here, I don't live in the States anymore and 
but I don't drive here because it scares me. But I'm trying to like get over that fear. So maybe I will in 2023. The next one is work-related. So I think I've spoken about it a few times, but I am a project manager in like the healthcare, digital healthcare space. I won't say what company, but essentially something that I think that I will be doing next year is taking the Prince 2 course, which is like, if you are a project manager, you know that like in the world of project management, that's a really great, like good, strong certification to have. And if you know me, I love like education and learning and I sometimes miss it like immensely. So I am excited about it. And I think it'll definitely be a, it'll definitely be a challenge to take that on with a full-time job, but we'll see how that goes. But yeah, just a really random work one that I want to throw in there. Number 16, we're up to number 16, sign up for an ultra or triathlon, but in 2024, I'm not, I, I don't think that I am like mentally or physically prepared to run an ultra marathon or a triathlon. I think I've always told myself that maybe I'll run an ultra for like my 30th birthday or something. I feel like that'd be a really great way to celebrate knowing me. But at the same time, I think with triathlon training, I've always really been interested in it because like I used to swim on a swim team when I was younger and like I know how to cycle. I don't know how to like really cycle cycle, like how some people are like really hardcore into it. So I think, I don't know. I think this, this idea kind of first emerged at least with triathlons after my very first marathon, I was feeling the post-marathon blues and I essentially started replacing my long runs with long cycles throughout like the little town in Washington that we live in. And I really found that I actually like it was really hard and a lot harder than I thought it would be because I think sometimes when I think of like cycling, I'm like, oh, you know, I think of like myself sitting on the bike at the gym or like cycling somewhere like a, of a short distance in the city. But it was really hardcore. And I think the longest cycle that I did was 17 miles. And I made the mistake of like not bringing any nutrition and I only brought water with me. So it'd be really interesting to me, I think, to like do that triathlon training and like learn about how differently you would have to like hydrate yourself and make sure you're eating enough during, you know, the run, the swim, the cycle, all that stuff. And I think people who have run an Ironman are incredible. I am not sure if I could ever do that, but <laughs> I'm not totally ruling it out. So the goal for now is just to like sign up for one maybe and start thinking about it because I think it would definitely be cool to start doing things like beyond marathons. Number 17, I've been saying this for a while. I really want to create resiliency in running merch and like specifically hats. I really, because I, I, I'm i someone who loves wearing a hat when I go running and I would love to be able to run throughout the city or wherever I am and like have my little resiliency in running podcast hat. And I just think it'd be really cute, but I have just not found the time. And I, I've got this whole idea in my head of like the font and how it would look. So I'm really hoping and would really like to push myself to create that in 2023. And really it would just be fun because it was something that was also mentioned at one of our park runs, our monthly park runs is just, wouldn't it be great if we all had like matching merch of some sort, like resiliency and running, whatever. And I was just like, yeah, yeah, I know. I've, I've been thinking about it. And I, I would really love to, but I just, I don't have the time like juggling a full-time job as well as like doing my running training when I do, but fingers crossed, hopefully 2023 is the year. Number 18, implement more rest days. I used to be someone, and I think I still kind of am, but I definitely was... I'm someone who really is good at disciplining myself for running and like getting up for my runs and that sort of thing. I'm not good at taking a break 
especially when I know that I need it, which sounds like counterintuitive or like, like, like it doesn't make sense. But I'm someone who like, I would rather do the workout and like be able to take it off of like my little notion spreadsheet, then take a rest day and like skip it. But I think having had this injury, I have been reflecting on that quite a lot. I did an episode on it recently around injury and like how I knew going out into that run that I was so tired, that I was exhausted. I was not motivated for the run. I was not excited. I just wanted it to be over and done with. And I think that that's when you know that your body is just so burnt out and like tired and I really want to try and prioritize that and like not even just like implementing more weekly rest days, but like just longer rest periods as well, I think would be really good. And something that I've also mentioned to my coach to be like, please help me work on this because I really suck at it. So yeah, hopefully we start resting more in 2023. And following on that, it kind of relates. Number 19 is to stop being so hard on myself. I am someone who... I've shared many, many times that has overarching standards. Even my therapist has told me and I really struggle with like, you know, even if I meet my, you know, one goal, I will then make like a goal that's two times as hard as that to be like, okay, well now you need to do this. And like, so for me, nothing is ever good enough or I don't find myself like good enough. So I keep pushing myself further and further. And I definitely just need to practice more grace. And I think that I'm really good at telling people to. I'm really good at like telling my friends, oh, you deserve it. You deserve a rest day. You deserve, you know, a meal out or something. But I'm I'm not good at just like being that like internal voice of like, it's okay, Liz. You're really tired. You've had a really hard week. You've had a really long week. Just take it easy. I am not good at that. I'm really good at telling people, other people. I'm not good at taking that advice myself, but that's something that I think I really want to work on. Hopefully just being kinder to myself and talking kinder to myself because I think that like self-talk is always, is also just so important in terms of like, not just being an athlete, but also just like, you know, in your own personal development as you grow up throughout life. So I think that that's something that is so it's so easy to fall into, but I definitely just want to like work on it more and just, I feel like it'll just make me an all around better person. This one's really random, but I really want to write more letters or cards. I have some like family and like fa- friends of family that do like to regularly send cards. And I like when I do write cards, I love it. And I like love going and picking out a card. I used to like draw cards when I was younger and I love like putting it in the mail and, you know, getting the stamps and everything. And I definitely just want to do that more because I think that it would just be so nice and I love getting things in the mail. So I think it's just such a nice way of like adding another sort of stream of communication or like connection really. But yeah, number 21 is to connect with more runners in the running community. And I I think like on this running journey that I'm on, it's been very like individual, I find for me. And I think a lot of what I initially thought running was, was like, oh, it's an individual sport. So you do it all on your own. But I think as I joined this as I joined this coaching community and like joined some other running communities with like like-minded runners, I think it's just going to help in that like, I think that struggle that a lot of us feel to make friends as adults. I feel like unless you're like taking a course or you're working somewhere that has like loads of young people or like regularly participating in something on a weekly basis, it's really hard to make friends as an adult. And so like, that's why I'm really grateful for things like the monthly park run that we do 
for resiliency and running. And so I really want to try and like connect with more runners just in the UK and like in the London area. And I think it would be so cool and so great because I always feel really encouraged when I do connect and meet with other runners. I think I shared like a month ago about meeting with a friend, Becky, who we met on Instagram, like through the running community. And I definitely just like, like she inspired me to join the coaching program that I have now joined. And I think just like even running with her and like just talking about running stuff and like similar stuff that we experience and feel as runners is also so nice to hear and like very liberating, I guess. Um, But yeah, I guess I just want to connect with more runners in the running community next year and just kind of, you know, as I take my running to the next level to also just, you know, connect with more people. Lastly, I want to continue drinking in moderation and, you know, not that I was ever going to change this. But I think I've always like been on the fence about just like going stone cold sober. And like genuinely, I drink probably as many drinks as I could count on one hand in a year. Like I really do not drink alcohol. And I want to do more episodes about this again soon as dry January is around the corner. But I think it's it's something that I found so helpful to me in my personal like development journey, but also it's how I fell into running so much because, you know, the last time that I was drinking, I was spending it running. And I don't know, it just, it like running as well helps me feel so much more present and like alive. And so I am really passionate about this topic and I have done a few episodes, but I feel like I don't talk about it enough. And it's something that I'm very passionate about. And I know that there's like, there are other adults out there that do not drink because I think living in a city like London, you feel like everyone around you is like constantly going out for after work drinks and like constantly, you know, just like everything revolves around alcohol. But I think that there's so much more and you can do, you know, so much more than just drink and like getting together for dinner and just doing things that are like what... Are considered like a sober activity but like you don't need to label it a sober activity it's just a different means of socializing and that's also like something that i've been learning because i think especially in the beginning when i first cut out alcohol i really struggled with like how my friends and family perceived me and i feel like i used to be really like shy about saying like oh no i don't drink because i you always get the follow-up question of like oh like i didn't know you had a problem or oh like why is that and i think more and more i've care i've just like learned to stop caring and so i want to just continue that because it's really i think been the reason for so many why so many things have like aligned in my life and why like things have gone the way that they've gone and I'm so grateful for that. So I know I don't want to ever like stop doing that. So yeah, continue drinking in moderation. And those are the 22 things that I learned in 2022. All right, everyone, that's going to wrap up another episode of the Resiliency and Running podcast and the last episode of 2022. I really hope that you enjoyed it. And yeah, any way that you'd like to connect with me, feel free to check out the show notes of the episode. Otherwise, I will see you next year in 2023 for another year of podcasting. Thank you as always for listening. It means the world to me and I can't wait to continue in the next year. Bye for now.